exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the eleventh verse of the third chapter of the second epistle of Peter. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to, this, to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot and blameless. And consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some people twist to their own destruction, as they do also the rest of scriptures. You therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. Here ends the second lesson. Together the Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began that we should be saved from our enemies, from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord, prepare his ways. Give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day sprang from on high hath visited us. Give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. Third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, 
the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Stir up, we beseech thee, O Lord, the wills of thy faithful people, that they, plenteously bringing forth the fruit of good works, may by thee be plenteously rewarded through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge for whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, and all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, and not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hast safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. Today we're on the last day of the liturgical year, and thus the end of all three of this week's reading cycles. This morning and tonight we hear four of the last five psalms. This morning we hear the end of Peter's second epistle. And by adding the missing four verses, we also hear the end of the book of Joel. Prepare us for Advent. The readings are pointing us to the justice that will come with the coming of Christ, first in the Incarnation and Nativity, and later in his second coming in the our two psalms today articulate familiar themes consistent with both the rest of the psalms and with our Old Testament reading. Psalm 146 is subtitled in the New King James as Happiness of Those Whose Help is in the Lord. The psalmist thus predicts happiness for those who trust in and hope in the God of Jacob, the eternal creator of heaven and earth. It also promises God's justice for the righteous and the widow and punishment for the wicked. Psalm 149 is subtitled, Praise to God for His Salvation and Judgment. It stands out among the concluding five psalms because the others emphasize the joy of praising the Lord, while this one emphasizes God's judgment against the enemies of His people. In this psalm, the psalmist calls on the children of Zion, the faithful who rejoice in the Lord, to have a two-edged sword in their hands, to avenge themselves against their enemies, and execute judgment upon them. In our Old Testament, Joel is part of what the Hebrew Scriptures call the Book of the Twelve, the top twelve minor prophets whose writing was bound together in a single Hebrew scroll. The name Joel means Yahweh, Yahweh is God, which could either mean that the author is one who believes that Yahweh is the one true God, or that the title of the book reflects its theme that God is in control of all situations. The book seems to be speaking about of the, in the era of divided kingdoms, the Babylonian captivity of Judah and not the Assyrian conquest of Israel. 
The book of Joel is about the day of the Lord, combining a message for the Babylonian captives with apocalyptic overtones, i.e. a message of the final judgment day. In the first half, that judgment day is manifest by the plague of locusts, while the second half offers a vision of God's judgment on Judah's enemies. This second half would have begun on Thursday if not for our celebration of our church's first evangelist, the Blessed St. Andrew. Chapter 3 brings that theme of judgment to fruition. Yesterday morning we heard both that the captives of Judah would be restored to Jerusalem, and we also heard that Judah's enemies would be brought to judgment. Where we begin today, the middle of verse 9 explains what those enemies will do and what will happen to them. The prophet Joel calls on all the nations of the earth, of the world, the Gentile enemies of God's people to do their worst. Prepare for war, wake up the mighty men, let all the men of war draw near, let them come up. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. After these nations, Jerusalem's enemies are defeated through the Lord's intervention, Jerusalem will do the exact opposite. While Joel 3.10 calls on these enemies to beat their plowshares into swords, the people of Jerusalem, after their ultimate victory, are told to beat their swords into plowshares, the more familiar and comforting language found in Isaiah and Micah. The remainder of this middle passage promises that these enemies will be judged in the day of the Lord, and with that, Jerusalem shall be restored and no, no longer be defiled. Of course, we know that after the Judeans return from Babylon and build the second temple in Jerusalem, that restoration is only temporary. Later in the first century AD, the second temple and Jerusalem will be destroyed by the Romans. As with many of the prophecies of these later Old Testament prophets, we know these prophecies are about, about the people of God work on at least two levels, for the Hebrews of the second temple period and for the church established by Christ in the judgment of his second coming. Finally, in the conclusion of his second epistle, St. Peter is telling his readers both to prepare and wait patiently, patiently for what he called in yesterday's reading, the day of the Lord, and today explicitly identifies with Christ's second coming. Peter tells them, and now us, that preparation is to be in peace without spot or, and blameless. He warns them against twisting Christian teachings, which at this point are taught by St. Paul's many letters, as well as the rest of scriptures, because by doing so they would bring their own destruction. We, like all of Peter's readers, are warned not to be led away by the error of the wicked. Instead, we are called to be steadfast in our faith, and by doing so to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Peter is offering sound advice not only for our Advent season, but for our entire lives, and what the late Anglican Bishop Donald Parsons termed a lifetime road to God. Therefore, pre-Advent and Advent are not just preparing us to recall the coming of baby Jesus in Bethlehem, as told by the Gospel of St. Luke and a Charlie Brown Christmas. They are also to remind us of the promises of Jesus' return in his second coming. As we often say to conclude the Venite, quoting from the last verse of Psalm 96, For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the peoples with his truth. 
We now return to page 18 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend in thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and happy is shed of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together, the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, who at that first thy first coming did send thy messenger to prepare thy way before thee, grant that the ministers and stewards of thy mysteries may likewise so prepare and make ready thy way, by turning the hearts of the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, that at thy second coming to judge the world, we may be found an acceptable people in thy sight, who livest and reignest with his Father and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for coming. Thank you to Britt and Carl. As always, enjoy your last day before that Advent discipline. Thanks, Joel. Thank, Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a good day, everybody.